Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We've spoken about this before, but who would your on-screen dad be? Your top on-screen dad? Dream on-screen dad? Stanley Tucci. It's the right answer, isn't it? It's the only correct answer out there. I don't think it's... I, I, Tom Hanks went through my mind. Yeah? But he uh, just sort of passed through and then... Jim Carrey at the end of his movies or Robin Williams at the end of his movies when he's, like, gone through his lessons. But too hectic before that. Just Stanley. Just... Yeah. In any role, probably. Easy A dad, though. Come on. Hello there, welcome to I Only Like You in Movies. My name is Lonnie. The person I like is Sinead. Hi. The movie we both like, I think, is On the Rocks. Did you like it? Yes. Oh, good. Sophia Coppola film. Yes. Interesting, though, because I didn't love Lost in Translation. No. We have seen... I've seen some of them, I haven't seen all of them, unfortunately. I want to, though, because she's a pretty good director. I think I watched The Bling Ring. That was her, wasn't it? I hated that film. You really did, didn't you? Ugh, <laughs> you, you just couldn't handle it. No. And we haven't seen The Beguiled yet, but we want to. Anyway, yes, Sophia Coppola. In a movie that some people are saying are like, it's like a lesser work, which I think is a bit much, because is it only lesser because it's dealing with female emotions? No, I think maybe they're talking about it's, it's a quieter film. True, it's about... Family relationships, not... It's character-driven, yeah, it's not character-driven. Driven. Okay, that's that's okay then, I guess. It's a slow-paced slow sort of hangout film. film was about Bill Murray being a bad dad. Bad? Was it about that? I think no. it was about Rashida Jones trying to reconnect with her father through the guise of her husband potentially having an affair. Yes. Doesn't Bill Murray, like, jump on that really quickly? He's like, yeah, definitely having an affair. Yep, let's do this. Yeah, a bit too much, if you ask me. Uh, we're going to talk about spoilers, but essentially that's, that's what the film was about. And I think if you like a sort of quiet New York set rom-com, but mm. it's not so much a rom-com, more of no. a drama, but not a, light, a light touch to it, I guess, what I'm trying to say. It's a good mum movie. It is a good mum movie, but it gets a bit real as well. It so. does get a bit too real. Did you cry at all? No. No, but it gets a bit real. Hit a bit close to home in some bits. Oh. Is Bill Murray a real dad? Is that what you're getting at? I have been adopted and <laughs> it was nice to see my father on screen. Yes. Now, spoiler territory. Were you actually surprised by anything that happened in the film? Yes. Oh, what? I thought he was having an affair. Really? Yeah, 100%. With the Fiona? Is that I name? think it was Fifi, yes. Fifi? Guys, what's happened to me? All of a sudden I can remember names, remember movies. You've changed. One year at the International Space Station. <laughs> this is what happened to you, hey? All the knowledge. Oh. Uh, yes. I kind of, I didn't, 
I'm not saying I knew what was going to happen every step of the way, but I did kind of suspect that I set things up in a certain way that it was going to be revealed it was all okay in the end because of packages coming for you and all that. But I was still a bit like, come on, mate, just have a conversation with her. Mm. And the fact that he got surprised when he saw her when they were kissing. That's the worst bit for me. Yeah. Because he was so, like, drunk and or tired that that would have been, like, no filter. Mm. And so he felt that. Yes. And that still didn't go away and wasn't resolved, so. Mm, it's a shame because he started to see her as a mum rather than as a partner, eh? Yeah. But I think that is fairly accurate from, well, at least it felt real to me the way they did all that. Mm. And it was yeah. kind of sad. I kind of liked that it wasn't an affair at the end and that Bill Murray mm. was sort of using this as, to his yeah. advantage in order to get closer to her and reconnect with her. What do you think about the casting? I would have never picked it, like, on paper, Rashida Jones and Bill Murray. No, yeah, but it worked. It, it works, yeah. They had a sort of odd couple energy. They did. And it was funny how he's using this to sort of beat his own drum about all men are bad, all men just want this, they can't be helped sort of thing. Mm. It was almost like he was trying to convince her that's why he was the way he was. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Yep. And I'm jumping right to the end, but that sequence when they're in the, the hotel in Mexico. Oh my God, it's so stressful. Very, very stressful. But when he talks to her at dinner about how he was jealous of not being the one number one person in his partner's eyes, like, yeah. wow. Really emotional, I thought. And it wasn't, like, overstated. And, like, you're surprised because Bill Murray's got a whole persona and he's been in so many classic films and very, you know, outlandish comedy thing and he's doing his Wes Anderson quirky stuff. But he just, like was given a monologue and just nailed it. I'm like, wow, you can really do that. I wasn't surprised. Wow, I was, an I was, actor can act. No, but you know what I mean, though. There's the Bill Murray persona about the guy who'll turn up and at your wedding and just start giving out cocktails. And Is that his persona? There's, there's personas. And there's, he'll just come behind you on the street in New York and put his hands over your eyes and then you turn around and it's Bill Murray and he says, no one will ever believe you and then runs away. I have heard those stories. That's pretty funny. <laughs> But then he's just like, yeah, wow, acting. Oh, God. <laughs> Did you like the car? Yeah, I love the car. It's pretty cool. Can I have the car? Toot toot, no. I have a couple of points about Sofia Coppola's direction. One thing I liked, one thing I didn't like. One thing I like is her choice to show something on screen that's adjacent to the conversation happening 
mm-hmm. rather than just doing a two shot or an over the shoulder shot or tracking shot or whatever. Yeah. There were a couple of times, one that I can remember when Rashida Jones was talking to her husband in the kitchen and the shot is on the kid putting his shoes, her shoes on. Mm. And I like that because it's sort of, it felt really natural to me because I guess you don't always have conversations that you have in life are not always someone standing in front of you saying something. It's someone calling out from the other room. It's walking to the kitchen while you're doing this. It's yeah. the kid putting his shoes on and hearing something being said. I just like that. I, li- I liked the, I don't know, the oh, difference in that, I guess. It was a great detail, and especially when you got kids around, right? Yeah. I just felt like it was really unique, and that's something that she does fairly frequently, and I, I like that about her. One thing I didn't love, and I struggle a lot in her films, and I noticed it in the scene where Bill Murray shows up at the house at the same time the husband is leaving and they have a small conversation Mm. at the front door on the street, Mm. is that I really struggle when the blocking isn't dramatically motivated and it's very clearly actor stands on Mark A, then they swap and go to Mark B. Because in, in the scene, um, it's an over-the-shoulder shot with Bill Murray in the foreground and the husband in the background, mm-hmm. and then they literally swap places, mm. right? And there's hierarchy and stuff because one of them is on steps, and as the conversation's mm. tilting, Bill Murray gains power because he thinks he's figured out what's going on. Mm. But um, it seemed really clunky to me, and I've noticed that in a couple of I've noticed that Lost in Translation as well. It's not necessarily... A direction problem, but I don't know. It could be an acting problem. The actors are not believing why they were moving in the space. Mm. You know, maybe she didn't explain it properly. Maybe they needed to shoot it like that for a particular reason. Sure, but also maybe I'm sensitive to this because of being in acting school and learning that stuff. I'm more aware of the mechanics of it than maybe just someone who's just coming fresh into the film, but. It really distracted me in a couple of points in this film and that one was the worst example where it was literally, I will stand here, you will stand there, and then we will circle each other and swap mm. places. And it didn't, there was no reason in the story for that to have occurred. It's not like, oh, he needs to get, he's going to walk off now or, oh, he needs to open the car door. It was just literally, I'm just going to move in the space for no reason. And the reason doesn't have to be big. It can literally be, I'm just going to move over to the bench so I can put my book down or oh, I'm just going to move to the side of the door frame so I can lean on it because my feet are hurting. I just was lacking a little bit of that sort of natural, honest performance in, in the movement sometimes. Was it just that scene or throughout the film? There were a couple of moments in the film, but I can't remember any other specific ones. That was the one that really stuck out to me for being clunky. Okay. Interesting. Valid points. So if I ever rewatch this, I'll keep that in mind as I watch. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. I like the movie, and I'm on record saying that now. <laughs> One thing I'll say is that it's you know, not necessarily this movie's fault, but it's this type of movie's fault. It's like her problem is she's a famous author and she can't write a book because she's got kids. Oh, wow. The struggles. Yeah, and her her husband is away on business starting up a new company, which is going to bring them Millions of dollars. She's in the most beautiful apartment in Manhattan and it's like, oh, she has this one mother who just talks at her. Isn't that awful? Yeah. Rashida, look where you're living. You've yeah. got an inbuilt bookshelf, okay? <laughs> These are goals. And not to say you can't have issues when you've got success in your life. That That's fine. It's You can have the same type of story essentially 
but the characters wouldn't be living the high life and it would be the same. And maybe mm. that's why other people don't want to watch people who are sad and have sad lives. People want to escape to the movies and watch people who are, you know, high flyers. I get mm. that. But it does sort of give the impression that we're preoccupied with the, the machinations and the foibles and the how hard it is to be a really rich person in America. Like, got a lot of problems. There's a lot of stuff going on. Not everyone gets to address everything, but it could seem a bit misguided or a bit yeah. missing the point of the real issues that are happening in the world. I mean, there's nothing about being rich that, like, means you have to not means you can't be unhappy. True. And I think that the crux of the film about her having this relationship with her husband slowly mm-hmm. separate or become more distant and reconnecting with the father are themes that sort of yeah, apply universally. But I, universal I get themes. your point about it. It's difficult when she's living in a beautiful apartment and has mm. two healthy and happy children. And, and obviously she's come from, you know, let's apply some... Auto theory. She's come from a famous family, been a celebrity since she was a kid, basically. Mm-hmm. Lots of her films are about dealing with fame and the celebrity lifestyle. Yeah. So perhaps if she were to make a movie about how hard it is to be a, a single mum in Dallas, like that, that wouldn't feel true, perhaps. And, you know, you've mm. got to write what you know and write what's real. And you write those universal themes can apply. But it was just something I was thinking of. It's like, oh, how tough it is to not have time to write your book. Yeah. That you've got a huge advance for while your husband is off making millions of dollars doing some sort of tech yeah. thing. Something to think about. Okay, final thoughts. I recommend seeing the film. I think it was well-directed, well-written, felt very real and clipped along in a nice pace and it was quirky, a light touch, but it still had some nice moments. Yeah. You know? It sort of felt to me maybe Linklater-esque. Yeah. Not... Obviously not as emotionally moving mm-hmm. and compelling as those films because they are perfect. But, um, yeah. yeah. And given the New York setting and dealing with the, the foibles of upper-class artistic types, sort of Woody Allen style, you know, good yes, stuff. Yes, yeah. it did feel a bit Woody Allen, yeah. Uh, what I would not recommend mm-hmm. is seeing this film at Palace James Street when there are annoying people in the cinema with you, including someone who thinks it's her personal lounge room with her feet all over the chairs, getting drunk and talking to the screen. Oh, talking to the screen. Just having a good old chat. About what? For what's happening. Oh. As in the the husband comes on screen and says something and she's like, don't believe him, sister. That style of... Yes. You got an audio commentary experience. Basically. It really did and it was... They were too far away for me to have a chat, but also they were drunk, so I was like, I don't want to be over there and being like, can you please be quiet because you're going to throw your wine at me or whatever. <laughs> but it was it was tough. At first it was okay. It was like funny. It was like one or two comments. You're like, that's okay. We're in a cinema. Which is so And even her, even her friend was like, yeah, shut up. You're going to be like, we're in a cinema. The irony of talking about upper class foibles when you're like, the biggest concern of my generation is people talking in movie theatres. It is. <laughs> that climate change a climate change just under that just one. under that yep. then it's the rising neo-nazi threat in america mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and australia and australia maybe chalk tops after that you are very concerned with chalk tops i tried that one the if night you were and president didn't... of the world mm-hmm. yes yes would you put a mandate in 
that Choc Tops have to be consumed before you enter the cinema? Like a psychopath? They have to eat like a psychopath. No, like you would be a psychopath for mandating that because yeah. you have a weird rule about it. It's a perfect rule. It's common sense. I think people would like it. In fact, I'm campaigning on that. What's the problem with eating it during the trailers where you can still see everything the lights are still on? It's okay. I'm allowed to do that, am I? The world is, yes, and you're part of the world. I see. And that includes you. Does it include my son? <laughs> Does. Is it the world including my son? Is that what your reference? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so. write dialogue. Sophia uh, Coppola can write better dialogue than that. Yeah, let's get them together. Do it. A collab. Collab. Sophia Coppola and Chris, and Chris Nolan. What would they make a movie about, the two of them? Mm. A bombing, but then... Time travel. There's a bombing and it's a couple and then while they're planning the bombing, they realise they're not in love with each other anymore. Oh. And Bill Murray's there. And Bill Murray's there. Oh, Bill Murray in a Nolan film. Yeah. What sort of energy would he bring to that? Wow. That's intriguing. Yeah. Okay, Chris, we, we, we know or... you're listening to this one, Chris. So. Oh, yeah. Um, you can have that idea for free. Yeah. If you want to talk, you know, I don't know, a grand our way, we yeah. wouldn't say no, but... Okay. Um, we'll, we'll talk figures later. Yeah, yeah. Any final thoughts about On the Rocks? Well, what's your rating? Oh, four. Four? Four rocks out of five. I think I'll give it three. It was just slightly a bit too slow-paced for me Fair to enough. love it, but okay. it's really good. Even better without... Annoying people nearby? Yeah. Yeah. Although I saw it at Palace Cinemas and it was a weird cinema and the seats weren't um, inclined at all. Oh. So I could hardly see over the seat in front of me because I'm quite short. Is that what they have up on the space station? Is it? Yeah, yeah. Just one weird cinema without any sort mm, of weird, strange angle to the seating. Oh, I'll talk to them about it. We'll get it worked out. Okay. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. We're on Summer Socials. We're on SoundCloud. We are on iTunes and other podcast apps where we could do with a review and a like. I thought you said Summer Socials, not some of the socials. No, we're on the, the socials that are just there for summer. Summer Socials, not the winter ones. No. Just God, the summer God ones. God, no. Actually, I'm more of a winter person, so maybe the winter ones. More we're than... on the Summer Socials. Okay, sorry. Yes. And then if you like that, then give us a review and then also tell some friends. That'd be good. That'd be great. Good. Bring Sine so much joy. It really would. It would. I might go with it. It's all good. All right. See you guys. <laughs> Bye. What were you going to say? I was going to say I was going to warm your cold, dead heart. But I didn't say that, so it's all good. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.